Connect and be blessed by the teachings of Pastor Charles Sinyaba, which will enable you to live a distinguished and supernatural life. Pastor Charles Sinyaba is a young and anointed man of God and preacher of the gospel. He's the head pastor of the Hopeway Revival Church, a vibrant supernatural youth church, and the praying family, a non-denominational fellowship on KNUST campus. Have an expectation and prepare your hearts to receive from God as you connect to the undiluted word of God. Let's delve into today's message. Now let me read a scripture to back the song. And when I was studying the book of 1 Timothy, I was blessed by this scripture. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12, I thank Jesus. Please pay attention. He says, I thank Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength to do his work. And this is the part I love. He considered me worthy and appointed me to serve him. And now Paul is about to give the reason why he's thanking the Lord Jesus. Even though I used to blaspheme the name of Jesus, in my ignorance I persecuted his people. But God had mercy on me. This and I'm robber, a murderer. And is it not mercy? Like everybody knows a certain lady in an area as a prostitute. Like the woman Jesus met at the well. Everybody knew her as a bad girl. Then suddenly Jesus comes to her and then the same bad girl becomes a preacher. I thought you were going to clap. You see, some of us, we are standing as if we have never done anything bad. But probably some of you yes, did something bad. Yes, you stole your mother's money. And that is why when we sing such a song, it acknowledges the fact even in our sin, he came to die for us. What do you think? So I like this song. I want them to take the song again. What do you think? And some of us, when, when somebody's singing a song like this, think of your life. You're not, and lyrics has a message. How many of you have done bad things before? Or you were born like Jesus, like, as for you, like an, an angel. Hey! Say! Mami, can you feel that on here? Paul say, or the idea to say, one man akunya say, or no sabe nakwa. Every say, say, Paul, ya. No or cassette in a mean call for a kunkum, a j letter say, young kunkum, yam yes, you are for in chapter Acts chapter 8. He endorsed the killing of Acts chapter 7. He endorsed the killing of uh, 8, 7 and 8. He endorsed the killing of Stephen. Chapter 9, Jesus encountered him. Hey, this is what we call mercy because. Even that moment, when God appeared to Ananias in the dream, that Charlie, I have an appointment with, with Saul. The man in the vision told Jesus, do you know the guy you want to use? He was giving Jesus a track record of the bad things Paul had done. But Jesus said, by my mercy, I will use him. So some of you are here by mercy. Because when you were dipping your hands in your mother's soup, you should have died. There's a form of pine for me. If you are like me and you know that God has shown you mercy, can you lift up your hands to Jesus with your eyes closed? With your eyes closed. And you see, remember the things that should have attracted the judgment of God by his mercy, turn things around. And many of you know that you would have been in church by now because of how bad you used to think you are. And now begin to thank him wherever you are. Specifically, thank God for mercy. Lord, I am grateful for mercy. Mention the things you used to do that you don't do them anymore. Let the Lord know that you are grateful. Sing it. It's all because of you. So as we are listening to the lyrics. It's all because of your grace That I'm still standing
30 seconds more. Keep thanking the Lord. 30 seconds more. Shabaraba Dabaya. Lord, I'm amazed by how you shown me mercy. Are you not amazed? Come on. Not Lift up your voice. Thank you for your mercies. Lord, I'm amazed by how you shown me mercy. She not come on. Thank you for your mercy. Father, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you, Jesus. And thank you for the blood that speaketh better things. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful gathering. We pray that, Holy Spirit, you glorify the name of Jesus over every life here. In Jesus' mighty name. If you are glad to be here, let your amen be the loudest. Oh, I can't feel your amen. Thank you for your You see, some of us, we are too gentle. And that's why God never has any gentle with you. Even in heaven right now, there are noises in heaven. There are angels making noise in the ears of God. What do you think? So I want you to join the angels and make noise in the ears of God. You are a young man. And so, from four ages, if you can't shout in his ears, in his presence, don't shout in his ears when you are in trouble because he will not recognize your voice. God will say, What a strange voice is that? Say, Hey, <laughs> May this is why I get my insight. Mr. When I go to from church, stayed in the presence of God uh, again because I'm training myself for heaven. So, when I some of when you get to heaven, you'll be shocked because in church, you were not dancing, in church, you were not waving, in church, you were not practicing everything the word of God is teaching you. So, you better shout now. Amen. How many of you know that God loves shouting? You don't know, eh? God loves shouting. If you study the word, he loves shouting. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell the neighbor, tell you, you're welcome. Oh. This is another day. Yesterday has gone. Today has come. All right. God bless you. Have your seat. Oh, let's celebrate this wonderful, stupendous choristers. Amen. I don't like the way you are clapping today at all. At all. You didn't preach yesterday. I preached. I ministered. You didn't preach yesterday. I preached. So don't let me talk for you today. Uh -huh. Keep clapping until I tell you to stop. Give the Lord a shh. Any lady who didn't shout, single forever. <laughs> single forever. Yes. Amen. You can have your seat. And today, God has blessed us once again to have an opportunity to worship in this wonderful place He has given us. And I thought you were going to clap. I've taught you the word of God, Psalm 28, verse 5. The Bible says that because they regard not the work of God or the oppression of his hand, he tears them down. Amen. You see, your problem is you easily forget what you are taught. And that's why you can't work with God for a long time. When you forget, you may regret. You must always remember. What do you think? Amen.
All right, so we started a series on giving. Hallelujah. And many have died because there is no money. Many dreams have died. Many visions have died. Many young ladies today are into things because of money. And you see, money can never be overlooked. Money can never be overlooked. Now, as we are building here, we are not building with tongues. We are building with money. You have tongues and tossment. You have tongues and iron rods. So, we need to understand the kingdom means through which God can bless us. Because the Bible says that through prosperity, my kingdoms are spread. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17. Through prosperity, my kingdoms are spread abroad. The seats were where we didn't go to the boutique and say, Makotoko Barakata. And you see, many people have bowed to Satan because of money. Because one of the major temptations he gave to Jesus was, if you bow to me, I will give you all the treasures of the world. Now, it is either you are bowing to God or you are bowing to Satan. And to the one you bow to, a power is given to you. But you see, when Satan gives you something, he kills you at the end. But when God gives you something, he sustains you to the end. Am I talking to somebody? So there is a kingdom where you can prosper. You don't need to do a sakawa. So many young guys are doing sakawa using, a lady said a testimony yesterday, how a guy wanted to use it as a sacrifice. How many boys are at the botanical gardens? And the before kese boy the guy wanted to use it. Why? Probably where the guy went, the guy was told that if you don't do this, you'll not get this. Hallelujah. I've taught you that it is God's will for you to do well. I wish above all things that you may prosper. Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. The towns of Israel will again overflow with prosperity. Say amen. amen. And the Lord will... Now, give me the King James, please. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. Cry yet. Saying, that says the Lord of that hosts. That who? The Lord of hosts. That who? The Lord of hosts. Uh-huh, quickly. My cities through prosperity shall yet be spread My abroad. cities through what? Prosperity shall spread abroad. Yes. Many destinies were cast short because they didn't have the means to travel. Today, when I was coming, I was watching God's servant, Dr. Ponenche, and he made a statement that he did a crusade in Port Harcourt. One person sponsored the crusade. One. The person just said, give me the budget for the crusade and I'll sponsor it. I thought maybe it was going to be a mini crusade, but one night it's like a stadium. Now, do you know what it means to pay for a stadium? My father-in-law, Pastor Elvis, one day we're doing the 31st and the L1. You can go and listen to, his, to this speech. He was also talking about giving. And he said, one person said, give me the budget. I was everything, as, except the stage, everything was the transportation. One person wired money and he sorted everything out. One day, he needed to do a crusade in, in UK. A son said, I'm charting a private jet for you. In and out. It makes things easier. Where there is no money, visions are stuck. But when there is money, there is speed. And I told you, I mean, three weeks ago that I am not emphasizing money above the grace of God. There are men who are graced by God, but they are not prospered. Do you know how many men of God in Ghana who are anointed? But there is somebody somewhere who needs the anointing. But the means to get there, they don't have. The means to get there, they don't have. That's how Paul even prayed for the Philippians church that when I was in need, you provided for my need. Even Paul was in need and people provided. It was not the tongues. I believe how many of you are law students here. Being in law school is easy. You need to pay. And God wants to teach you the kingdom way of prospering you. And in the beginning, God said, to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and be multiplied. God bless them and say, be fruitful and be multiplied. So it is the vision of God for us to prosper. I wish above all things that you may what? Eh? Where there is no money, eh? The nasty things you will... Now, do you know why many Christians are doing shady deals somewhere? Because said, So you go to a company, Christians are the ones stealing. Topping up money. Maybe one year. You know your father is doing shady deal. You know it. And it looks like if your father doesn't do it, there will not be any money. Very soon we'll be in our air-conditioned church. Hey, you, you didn't say amen. God will prosper one person here, and the person will sponsor all their condition. Today, one of the Dr. Ponyan just said that my hair was like, Hi! The crusade is not a small crusade, though. Stadium! 
One person said, but we have pocket. So in the beginning, God prospered Adam and Eve, and he said, be fruitful and multiply. And God initiated, that's why before Adam came, everything was set. God created the earth, God created, and God, God even planted Adam in the garden. That, that is, that, God's original plan is that we should do well. But what brought the curse of poverty was sin. You remember? When God came, man had sinned, and God cursed man, you will struggle. But in the beginning, God didn't say you will struggle to eat. God bless man, be fruitful, multiply, have enough to eat, have abundance. But man sinned and a curse came. Now in Genesis chapter 8, and Noah came and broke the curse. And we all studied that. He broke the curse through sacrifice. And now God made a pronouncement that through, now God said, can you give me Genesis chapter 8? The Bible declares, and the Lord said to Noah, I will no longer curse the earth again for man's sake. And I mean, we say, Nippa, the okay, someone curse your body, I don't so God changed his mind and said, because of this sacrifice, I overturn the curse. Genesis chapter 8, verse 20. Now. Uh-huh. And Noah built an altar to the Lord. And Noah built. Now, do you know that Noah's father even prophesied that Noah was the one to come and overturn the curse? Lamech. He said, my son Noah will come and overturn the curse because he struggled. Genesis chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, until chapter 8. So from chapter 3, the curse began. Chapter 4, the curse was raining. Chapter 5, the curse. Chapter 6, the curse. Can I say this? It doesn't matter the curses you are seeing in the family. You should end it in your turn. You didn't say a big amen. You should be the one to decide to say, it, it started in chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6. But when it gets to a chapter, it must break. You see, today you have a problem with the amen. Okay, I understand. You, you, you want your children to take your children. Oh, I understand, I understand. God bless you for having a good vision for your children. Wow. You want to borrow pumpers. Wow. Wow. You want to once you go to the hospital, when you give birth, you're, you're not even to even you can't even pay hospital bills. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Amen. Wow. You want to be poor. Oh wow. Poverty. <laughs> so chapter eight. And Noah built an altar. Now Noah taught us how to break the curse. Curses can be broken. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took every clean beast. Uh-huh. Verse 21. Quickly, kiss him. Read. And the Lord was pleased with the sacrifice and said to himself. And God was pleased with the sacrifice and said to Noah. I will never again curse the earth. I will never again. Now God is turning the curse upon me. And now it's about to walk into prosperity. Your amen is to me. Amen. Uh-huh. Destroying all living things. Even though human thoughts and actions were bent to People born in the Umbedia, but I will no longer care. Because now, he was not talking to every human race. He was talking to Noah. He was not talking to every human race. He was saying that, Noah, I will not allow these people to be the reason why I will not accept your offering. I will accept yours, but anyone who works in the same realm, I will also accept their offering, and I will break them out of poverty. Yes, continue. Verse 22. So as long as the earth remaineth. Now, this is a, this is a secret. As long as the earth what? Remaineth. As long as the earth remaineth. As long as we are on this earth. This is the key. Seed time and what? Harvest. So there's always going to be a seed time. That when you sow, because even farmers, when they sow, they know that you don't just reap it at that moment, but there's going to be a time for harvest. Seed, now God is the one introducing this secret so that we can prosper. Uh-huh. While the earth remaineth. While time, the earth remaineth. Seed time and harvest. Uh-huh. And cold and heat. Cold and heat. And summer and winter. Uh-huh. And day and night uh-huh. shall not cease. Shall not what? Cease. That means to continually enjoy the prosperity of God, you must continually sow in and you continue reaping. You don't sow today. For instance, if I'm a farmer and this is my farmland, if I sow here today and I reap, will I continue reaping? Come on, church. Will I continue reaping? For instance, Medria Ebruaha. Can I reap? The problem of many Christians is that when we reap one harvest, we don't have the wisdom to apply the principle of sowing again. And that's why many Christians don't enjoy the continuous flow of the blessings of God. They sow one, God gives them a major breakthrough. Instead of taking a seed out of the harvest, that's the wisdom of a farmer. Every farmer has a wisdom when it comes to what harvest. No matter the plenty they have, they think about tomorrow. But Christians today don't think about today. We think about today. So when the money comes, wig. What for? What's the wig in the boys? Oh, it's Kabiaba. I'm wearing too much. Or what many of you do is you borrow things, so when money comes, you use it to sort out all things. 
So you don't even have seed to sow for tomorrow. Then I taught you some of the things to sow to break the curse of poverty. Number one, tight. I spoke about tight, right? And I spoke about number two is what? Oh, come on, child. Number two is what? So what is the tight? What is the tight? One tenth of what? My God. So tight is simply tenth. So if somebody blesses you with that, if somebody may say, ah, why is he teaching you so that you get it? When somebody blesses you, now where is Elvera? Come, come, come and give your testimony to back that tight. Quickly, quickly, where is she? first talk about tithe. When I spoke about tithe, and uh -huh. the next day I received 30 CD. So I gave my oh, tithe. Ah, 30 CD. You see, connect to the person's testimony instead of saying things in your head. Uh -huh. uh, so I gave my tithe out of the 30 CD. How much? Three CDs. Three CDs. Then I Can I say this? God is not actually interested in the amount you give. He's interested in your faithfulness and your obedience. That, that, that's all. By the way, God doesn't need your money. What you have is what he used as a point of contact to multiply. Jesus said, what do we have here? He took the little boy's bread, lifted it up, blessed it, and it fed the people. Jesus didn't even eat the bread. When the, there must always be something you have for God to use as a point of contact. That's the wisdom of God. You can't say, I don't have anything. That's what the prophet said to the woman. He said, what do you have here? And the woman said, I have nothing. He said, what do you mean? Go and borrow. The prophet didn't command pot of heaven. He told the woman, go and borrow. So everything we need to break out of poverty is here on earth with us, not in heaven. What heaven does is, heaven breathes supernaturally on your... For instance, if I'm a phone seller, God will not rain phones from heaven for my phone business to boom. So what God does is, you lift up what you are selling. When you lift it up, the power of God comes upon it. Then when you go to a suddenly it's like people start rushing to you. God gets... God will always use what you have as a point of contact to multiply you. Uh -huh. Share your testimony. So that same week, I received 300 CDs. Then I gave my tithe. Let me stand here, please. Then another one came. 350. Then I gave my tithe. What is the interval? What is the interval? When you give the three CDs? Um, uh, four days. Four days. Then, uh -huh. So you see, one. the seed had to die. Then germinate. The, so God gave you 30 CDs. You gave three CDs. And you spent the 27 CDs. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Then the, when the 300 came, it took just um, a day interval. Yes. Then the another thing. So when came, you gave the 30, you gave a, th a three CDs. The 300 four, came. Four, four, four days later, 300 CDs came. Yes. Then you gave tight again. Yes. And what came again? 350. Come in, come in, change Because when you kept giving the three, God said, let me also give you the three. If I will give you six, six and the next and 12,000 too. Say amen. So now we all understand tithe and first fruit. Now, what did I say first fruit is? Look into your notes. Look into your notes. It's the first of all the harvest. So, for instance, you started a business, okay? And you made your first income. Maybe probably I'm into car business and I sold my first car. That's my first fruit to the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Thank you, sir. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with all thy sons. And with the first increase of the increase, the boat in the Jumana, you know. The first week should have been your first fruit. Have you given it to the Lord? No. There is a principle, and I showed you the scripture in Leventicus, right? Please look into your notes. I'm not coming to preach to you again. No. What do you think? Huh? Leventicus 27 verse 30. What does he say? Then the whole century. I, I don't know, but this song is playing my mind. See me here. Now, Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30, and all the fight of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, it is the Lord. This, the tithe belongs to the Lord, and the fruit belongs to the Lord. And I spoke to you about the fact that the tithe is for the church. And with the first fruit, you can either decide to give it to the church or your... All right. So I'm glad you are getting it. God bless you guys. Amen. So now let me rush through um, what I have to share today. Now, another form of giving is giving to the poor. Giving to the... Proverbs chapter 19, verse 27. 
Now, helping the poor and the needy qualifies you for supernatural prosperity. It destroys poverty and lack around you. When you decide to give to poor people, when I, I don't even want to use the word poor. When you decide to give to somebody in need, you are positioning yourself for God to continue to bless you for what? For more blessing. Now, when the Lord appeared to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, the Lord said to Abraham, I will bless you and you'll be a blessing. So the focus of God blessing us is to, to ensure that those around us will always have. Now, probably you are in a room. Your roommate, you know, maybe probably by conversation, you get to know the, the background of your roommate. And you, by the grace of God, where you are coming from, things are a bit okay. You brought four milk. At least take one and give it to your roommate. It's a challenge. It's okay, got it. By the time you realize, more provision will be coming. Do you know why? You are positioning yourself to ensure that those who don't have, God will always use you as a point of contact to reach out to them. So Proverbs chapter 19, verse 27 says, if you stop listening, 19, okay, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 27, sorry. Somebody's receiving a major contract. It is happening. How many people saw the miracles yesterday? Hey, God is good. Oh. Clap for Jesus. The way he they do things there. Uh -huh. Give to the poor. And Give to the poor. Uh -huh. And you will never be in need. And you will never be in need. So after your tithing, after your first food, another form of giving that can destroy the curse of poverty is when you give to the poor. You have a friend in need. Tell him you have four weeks. Your friend is quabo quabo. You don't even want to even look at the person and say, Who know him? You have about four shoes, five shoes. You have a friend around you who doesn't have a shoe. You don't even care. You see, when you care less about people around you, heaven will never bless you. Heaven is always looking for people to bless, for them to be a blessing. Tell somebody, if you are a blessing, heaven will bless you. So God told Abraham, I will bless you and you shall be a... So giving to the poor can destroy the curse of poverty. You see, somebody may say, but I don't have enough. The little you have can cost you enough. The little you have. You don't always have to have enough before you can give enough. The little in somebody's prayer point. Do you know that the disciples didn't have anything? It was a little boy who had a little bread. Can a little bread feed 5,000 people? But when he decided, now look at the miracle here. When he decided to give that little bread, he had 12 baskets. 12. There was an overflow. And definitely he should be the one the basket should be given to. Because it was out of his little bread, 5,000 people were fed. Do you know the number of breakthroughs that will come away if you start looking out for others? Maybe you are there. A friend was just type hmm, on the status. If a lady types hmm, she doesn't have money or she's hungry. Ladies don't care about broken heart. Though. Forget it. Have you ever seen a lady with broken heart eating food before? I'm telling you. Um, you don't know. <laughs> it is not broken heart. Maybe when you leave there, she will not get food to eat again. So that's what she's thinking about. It's not relationship. Who, who were you before you came? Who were you before? She was she. Maybe you only came to amplify the Chibom and Talia. My God. So she's thinking, so who will be bringing me in the Indomie again? Who will take me to Banas again? Oh, shit. So that's all. Am I preaching, ladies? <laughs> that is why Eve, when the sneak came, she even forgot God's command because food was presented to her. Clap for the revelation and all day. So giving to the poor can destroy the curse of poverty. Consider your friends. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, every farmer was expected to leave something behind for the poor. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 9. In the Old Testament, for instance, when you have a farm and you let the poor people come, you don't take everything, you leave some so that they can have enough to eat. Now, let me tell you the truth. Eh? When you position yourself, that God, I want to position myself for my friends to be blessed. You will, I don't know how God does it, but he will always ensure that you will have because there are people in need around you. Now, those who have been given, haven't you realized that 
Now, let me give you a practical example. Like university. There are some friends who don't always have money. On and Fubua, Mupilam could eat the house to go in your call. Mopisa Mukodina. Tell it, Mosomoto said, Meva Meva. Tobetia Mutobia, oh, Charlie, you pay him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, Abedi. Now, how will you know somebody like that? It's like they are always smart when it comes to buying. Haven't you realized that those who always buy for people are always having money to buy? Haven't you realized it? Now, so one day, Bia say, Moko to everyone, and I said, I said, What delay? Now, I said, Unica, Bia, to us, I said, Tunica. No delay. You are initiating yourself to the covenant of poverty. Look at your neighbor, tap your neighbor on the shoulder and say, You will be blessed to be a blessing to the poor. Amen. Now, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 9. When you harvest your crops, do not harvest the grain alongside the edges of the field. Do not pick up what the harvesters drop. Verse 10. It is the same with the grave. Leave them for the poor and the foreigners who live among you. For I, the Lord, am your God. Leave them for the poor. Don't eat everything. Yesterday, when I was eating my meat, I, during my brother was eyeing me. I said, this guy, if I don't give some of the meat, and I said, he will not go. So I balance him. One. And when I told him to go and eye on the, the speed with which he went, I said, ah, there's power in giving. Amen. Now, in blessing the poor, one must begin in his... Now, it is good we begin to bless the poor. But you must know where you begin from. Now, for instance, if we're a girl, oh, mommy, no, we're going to be a girl. Now, when you decide to be a blessing to the poor, it must begin from where you stay. For instance... This is my mother here. I am hungry at home. You are not giving me food to eat. But when outsiders come, you give them food to eat. Is there a proper way of giving? So now, when it comes to giving, or in blessing the poor, one must begin with those in the church. Now, for instance, as we are all, we are a family. Are you get what I'm trying to say? Blessings or being a blessing to the poor must begin to the, in the house. Look out for your neighbor in the house, somebody who doesn't have. Maybe people ask why here. The quarry says, we are saying that we should get a suit. You realize that somebody doesn't have money to get a suit. And probably God has blessed you with enough. I don't know why I'm smelling the angel of money again. Anyone owing anybody with any finance, I don't know what you came here with, but your finances are settled today. They are settled today. They are settled today. Let the Lord touch your accounts today. May your finances be settled. May your father's finances be settled. May your mother's finances be settled. Anyone in the financial, may the Lord come through for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Have your seat. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. Be a blessing first of all to those in the kingdom first. In blessing the poor, one must begin with those in church, especially Christians going through financial challenges. First, help the poor in the house because of God. Then continue to look for outside. Begin the help in the house of God. Then as God begins to bless you, you progress to the outside world. I can't just jump here and go to South Africa to go and sponsor somebody to school when there is somebody who also needs the same money to school. But the moment I ensure that people around me are blessed, people around me are going to school, at least God blesses me to go to international. That's what Jesus said. You shall be my witness to the outermost. Tell somebody, start from where you are. So as we are a church, if there is somebody in need, be a blessing to that person. Say, well, what do you think? You see, if you have about four weeks, you can balance somebody one. Yeah, she has a lot, eh? A lot. A lot of weeks. So I'm prophesying to her. You need one, eh? <laughs> so your sister says, after the service, balance her one. And you see, do you know the funny thing? When you give, eh, God will replace you. How many of you want to enter into this realm of prosperity? Start giving to somebody. Urumit or Bani Brazen or Banatita. Also, and you have about 14 braids, a brown one, violet one, pink one. And the lady is struggling with one. Not it. I think. Very soon, all the 14 braids, it will disappear. Why? God didn't bless you to keep. Any gutter that is not overflowing or that is not moving becomes stagnant and begins to choke. Release. 
release what you have and heaven will release what. Now, let me ask a question. Do you want to keep what you have or you want heaven to release into your life? Heaven can only release into your hands when you release what is into your hands into another man. Can I repeat it? Heaven can only release into your hands when you release what is into your hands into another man's hands. I remember before we bought our PA system, whatever, a friend of mine said, Tell PA system, I said, Take it. Sooner or later, we bought our own. A friend of mine posted a village somewhere. Azim, I said, Ah, they were clapping. I said, Oh, don't they have PA system? He said, No. I said, I'm buying one for them. I bought it. We transferred it straight. I don't know them. I've never seen them. We bought it for them. Another church, I'm not saying for you to, but I'm trying to let you know that in order to position yourself for the blessing, you must always be a blessing. And to the poor. And don't wait till I'm waiting for a certain major breakthrough. There will never be any major breakthrough. Because the seed that looks small has a harvest within it. That thing Ghana that looks small in your eyes is somebody's prayer point. But when you release it, God can give you the thousand Ghana. But if you are not willing to release it, but you are waiting for a certain thousand Ghana before you release it, it will never come. How many of you have ever planted something before? But the harvest was plenteous. So that little thing you are despising as a seed, when you plant it in the life of a brother or a sister who needs that help, it becomes abundant. All the ladies who want God to change your wardrobe, release the oh, the enemy and say, skirt in the ankle, but we are not ching. Obiti fable not one sunny. Me was Nina Kit on the sword the other day. I'm preaching, eh? Or the blade is sunny. Who's who had an evatao? Tell someone to be a blessing to the poor. Number two, be a blessing to your parents. Genuinely, how many of you have never given to your parents before? Stand. You see, I told you that all liars are of the devil. If you have never given to your mother or your father before, stand. Or give me a wave. Okay, you don't stand. Wave. Do like this. So that nobody will see you. Just do that. Eh? Have you ever given to your mother before? I'm not giving. Say because I got to now. I'm not necessarily a cow. What's that? I come and say, man, but oh, like Jew, your own money. Okay, let me explain. Now the Bible tells us Ephesians chapter six, verse one to three. The Bible tells us to honor our parents so that it. Now let me tell the truth. I didn't used to like my father at all. I had a mark here. My father gave it to me. One day it was Monday. He beat me in my hand. Too. Hey, what? I am supposed to pick a car from Atonsu to Einstein. But that day I decided to, that I will cry so that somebody will see that. What has happened to you? So that when, they, when I say my father, so that my intention was my father should be in prison. It's me calling me. You see, he made me say, Monday morning, everybody's busy. Who, is, who, who cares to know what has happened to you? And I didn't want to have anything to do with my dad because. The genuine truth is, I don't remember the last time my father paid my fees. It has always been the opposite sex. The woman seated here. Come here. Do you understand? <laughs> so that picture of, I will never take on my dad was there. That picture of, this is a wicked man was there. But one day, my pastor was preaching like the way I'm preaching. Now, how many of you are here like me? Your father has never paid your fees, and it's like, your father has caused your mother pain. Hey, you all have Joseph and Mary as parents. Be, give, stand, stand, stand. Like you've never had a father's love. Lord, those who are standing honestly, give them a good husband and good wives. And those who are seated, Lord. Now, those who are standing, genuinely, the tendency of saying that I will never take on my father is very high. Because when you were young, you didn't experience that love. So in your mind, if God blesses you by the way you go show this man, how many of you had that mind before? Yes. But one day, my pastor was preaching a message that changed my life. Do you know what he said? He was preaching a message on how to overcome your father's devil. And I realized that every man in life has contended with something. Now, there are things fathers can't explain to you. There are things that has happened in life. Eh? If they are to sit you down and explain to you, you may not understand. Now, for instance, when I was coming with my mom today, do you know what my mom told me? Minina can not talk to me. And do you know what she told me? Obinina beto. And I'm saying, Majina. Mebuha. Ah, it's 820. Me say, 
And she said, hey, and do you know what she said? Hey, she said, There are things you may not understand. I am not endorsing whatever your father did. But I'm left to let you understand when you also become a mother or a father. There are things when you explain to your children, they will never understand. So obey the principle of children, obey your parents in the Lord. Now, God didn't say obey them because. Are you being blessed? Children, obey your parents because belong to you. Now, God didn't say obey them because they paid your school fees. That was what delivered me. When my pastor said that, it touched me. So, my responsibility is not just to obey my dad because as much as it is my dad's responsibility to have to pay my fees, if you stop paying, that's not mean that I should also disobey God. That's what the disciples said. We would rather obey God than men. Now, obey your parents because they are taking you to school. Obey your parents because they bought you a car. Obey your parents because they gave you money. Obey them because you belong to them. For this is a right thing to... Now, when you obey them, regardless of whatever they've done for you, what is the blessing you get in return? Now, look at this. In the book of Genesis, when Noah sinned, Noah, a man of God, or boy, now, we disagree with the fact that he drank. But that is between he and God. I'm supposed to focus my life. At least, he has a story with God. I'm now about to write my story. Then a son who is now growing went and saw the father's nakedness. Now, some of you have grown up to see your father's weakness, and you're emphasizing the weakness. Don't forget, a curse will come upon you. You may never even reach his point. When the two sons went, one saw the father's nakedness. Hey! And you're now preaching. Also, you're suffering. Because he was naked. And Noah was a great prophet of God. You know that. He built the ark. Now look at Noah. Look at him. He preached for many years. One to, he built the ark. But after that, listen, after that, he had a weakness. Now, are you telling me that God didn't know the weakness of He knew, but God still appointed him. God knew that your father would still take you through whatever you are going through. But he still said, honor them. Honor them. Shem, Ham, and Jephthah, the three sons of Noah. One day, Genesis chapter 9, verse 21. One day he became drunk on the same wine he made and lay naked in his tent. Verse 22. How many of you have seen your father's nakedness before? When I say nakedness, maybe probably your father is a dehumanizer. That's his nakedness. How many of you? Like your father is not holy. Why? I know, fair. Me, my father used to drink. Papa, no, no, Yeah, he used to drink. I'm telling you. And he would drink and fall into Gatter's home. One day, someone said, my father's in the garden. Me, my father, no. Why? Because I was shy of his nakedness. That was, now, nah, can I say this? Every man has a weakness, including you. So instead of emphasizing your father's weakness, why don't you also think about your own weakness? Even Apostle Paul went before the Lord and said, Lord, there is this weakness in me, and God said, my grace is sufficient. So when you see your father's weakness, pray for him so that the grace of God is sufficient on your life. Because as you are seeing your father's weakness, you never know what your weakness will be. Now, don't you have a weakness? If God is to also judge you by your weakness, will you be alive? So have mercy on your dad and honor them. Now, look at this. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Now, be very careful about how you amplify the weakness of your father. When Ham saw that the father was naked because of the alcohol he took, he went out and he started, he started saying things. You discuss your father with your, your friends. Baba Sak, Jimmy Pon, and he was saying all sorts of things. Shem and, look at Shem and Jeff took a robe and held it over their shoulders and walked backward. They didn't want to see their, do you know what they, do you know what they are saying? Do, do you know what they are trying to say? You see, do you know that you become what you see? So they saw their father's nakedness and the nakedness came as a result of the alcohol. And they realize that if they watch it, they may become like it. So they turn. So instead of watching to become like your father, turn to it. Your father is a womanizer, turn to it. See him as the father you want to see. Let him deal with the womanizing. Because you, when you were as young as you have to womanize before, I have. Good. But you see, does your father know? Good. But you know your father's own. 
So the pregnancy of being a judge over your father is very high, but you forget your own sin. I know you don't like preaching like this. And they did this and they looked the other way so that they wouldn't see him naked. Hey. Verse 24, quickly. I'm about to close. When Noah woke up from the drunkenness, stupor, he learned what Ham has, his youngest son had done. Verse 25, quickly. And he cursed. Even in the father's weekend, he was able to release blessings and curses. There is one thing God has given to parents, even pastors don't have. is blessings. Now, when I started learning about blessings, I decided to be a blessing to my father. As much as he was a drunkard, my father died as a stroke patient. When my pastor started preaching that, I decided to practice it. I remember last two years, 2019, I decided to, um, uh, June, August 19th, I remember. I went to a market and I bought oil, many provisions. Because I wanted the father's blessing. Now, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 3. Many of you don't know the blessings of honoring fathers. Many of you don't know. There is power in honoring fathers and mothers. And do you know that regardless of their weakness, they don't lose their blessings. Your father can be a drunkard, but in his drunkenness, he can curse or bless you. And God will honor it. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Verse 2. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. And what is the promise? This is the promise. If you honor your father and your mother, you live long. Longevity is not a prayer point. It's a principle. Anytime you see somebody, do you know why the youth are dying today? We don't honor. When you are younger, no deep we to you find my What if you fifteen years? Yeah. How many of you believe the word of God? Am I preaching the word of God? This is the promise. If you honor your father and your mother, he didn't say if you honor a father who took you to US, if you honor a father who took you to Canada, honor your father and your. That means honor them in their weakness, honor them in their blessing, honor them as they are. And as you honor them, you will live. And the second blessing is full of blessings. And don't forget, one benefit of being blessed is riches. It is the blessings of God that makes a man rich. So that means a father's blessing, a mother's blessing can determine how far you can be rich. Yes. Like for instance, your dad, right? Your dad, right? That's your dad. Good. Have you ever given daddy a gift before? So when you give him a gift, I can pray for you as a man of God. But the measure with which your father's blessing can work for you is different from mine. Am I preaching? So give your mother's gift. Put money in an envelope. Yesterday my mother was complaining that when I buy food and come, I chop all the meat. So one day I bought my pizza. When I came, she has finished all the meat. I said, hey, me, is that for the media? Sorry. One day I went to the village, I was looking for my job of Charlie. There was, there was no meat. And I'm going to send me an Amiri. I'm saying, ah. But at least when she does, hell, it's a blessing. It's a what? So, one way you can break out of poverty. Now, let me tell you to live you long is a blessing. Has your mother laid hands on you before and blessed you? But let me say this. Your mother can do it, but if you don't apply a certain principle, it will not work. What is the principle? Touch their heart. How do you touch their heart? By a sacrifice. Buy a cloth. Can pay for your mother. Buy perfume. Buy something. Like, do something. Say, hey, I could, I could see her. And it's like, how many of you gave something to your mother and then they started pouring out blessing without you even asking for it? That's what can break the curse of poverty in your life. I thought you were going to clap. Now, when Isaac wanted to bless Jacob and Esau, he told them, one to go and kill and bring so that he sow. So blessings are provoked from the soul. But if you have not applied the principle of honoring them by giving to them, by buying something for them, something special. I usually take my mother out. I don't remember the last time I took any lady out. Ever. Why should I take you out? She brought me out to take her out. My love. <laughs> You've been taking people's daughters out, and that's why they're breaking your heart. This particular blessing ensures longevity. You need to provoke it to enable to live long. Now, it doesn't matter who you are. You need parental blessing. Do not provoke their anger. Provoke their blessing to bless you. Instead of your mother to say, "Oh, prepare," 
Like when my mother said, Ubin Nabeto. And I said, No. Let me stop the car. I stopped the car. She may have made it a simple statement, but because I'm a man of the spirit, I stopped the car. And when we bought the poetry, when I heard it, I see her shams, ah, I didn't hear she. And I realized that hey, where she is and where I am, we are two different realms. But I also get there. But in order for me to have a better experience when I get there, let me honor her while she's there. So that a certain grace will jump from her to me. She's laughing at me in her head. The third point, giving to your shepherd. Many people don't like giving to pastors. So give to those in need, give to your parents, and give to your pastor. Your pastor is the one who preaches to you. Who feeds you with the word of God. Every Sunday as you are here, who is preaching? Your pastor. He that honoreth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. When the woman was in need of a baby, she told her husband, this is a holy prophet. Let us build him a house. Do you know that trust God to bless you to a point that you can even build a house for a man of God? I didn't hear a bigger amen. amen. Trust God to the point that he will bless you so much that you can even be buying. Look at the, the person who funded the crusade. Do you think the person's generation would beg? How many people enjoy my preaching? One day, Jesus was seated. And a certain young lady brought a nice perfume. And the disciples said, ah, Jesus, we are wasting it. So you realize that when people are giving to men of God, people call it waste. So the men of God, we don't deserve good cars. We don't deserve perfumes. We don't deserve the better watch. If a man of God is driving a good car, we say, hey, we have a fair day. But we don't want to come here, we have a fair day. And so, I see God make you drive a Lancusa. Aha, 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 aha. Send me pretty, I'm going to heaven. The woman said, this is a holy man of God. Let us build for him. Have a desire to build for your pastor. And do you know what Jesus said? Jesus said that this thing that this woman has done, it shall be preached. Not the woman. It shall. So that means the act of she honoring Jesus. Anywhere the gospel is preached, that thing must be preached. Jesus was endorsing that pastors deserve to be honored. And look at this. When they built for the prophet Elijah, the Bible declares that. And the prophet said, ask the woman what she needs. Can I say this? Anytime you are able to fill in a gap for a man of God, there is something you need from the man of God that God will bless you with. The woman wanted a son, but it was not, do you know she was very rich? But her riches could not command the miracle. It was when she honored the prophet of God that God also honored her with a baby. So when you learn to honor your pastor with nice things, let God touch your heart. It is not by force, but do it from your heart. See the value of your pastor. Look at what pastors go through. Midnight. Calling pastors. 4 a.m. Imagine, I'm with my wife. Sometimes even wives think that pastors are dating some members. Because pastor can stay on the phone for a long time. That's how many pastors deserve to be honored. Your prophet is the man of God sent to you by God. Jeremiah 3.15. I will give you pastors after my... So to everybody, God has given you a pastor. Am I a pastor? You must also honor me as your pastor. Yes, honor. Honor. As you are paying your tithe, as you are giving your first fruit, as you are giving to the poor, remember your pastor. What do you think? And do you know the funny thing? When they built for the prophet of God, do you know along the line the baby died? Where did they take the baby to? To the prophet's room. That's a revelation. When you learn to honor a prophet, it becomes your prophet. Yeah, you profit from it. Yeah. I don't like the way you are clapping at all. Galatians 6, 6. Many people don't like honoring prophets. Many. But not this church. I see this church as an honoring church. Tell somebody we will honor our pastor. Tell somebody we will honor our parents. Say it louder. We will honor our parents. And God will also bless us to honor our pastors. Do you know what Jesus told the disciples? When he was sending, he told them, don't take anything. Don't take back. Don't take anything. And to every house you enter, when they receive you, leave your blessing. Do you know why he told them not to take anything? Because Jesus was saying that when, for instance, Jesus, maybe in those days, when he was sending them, he told himself, don't take a seat. But anyone who sees you without a seat and buys you a seat, leave your blessing. So that means don't take anything. But anyone who sees that you lack what I told you not to take, 
when they provide the water you didn't take, provide them the blessing I've given you for them. So Jesus was very intentional. Now let me say this. God called men of God and God will take care of men of God. But when God gives you an opportunity to honor a man of God, it is to your own advantage. Yes. And it should be one of the things in life you should add to your budget. Honoring your pastor. One day, one of my daughters here, I don't want to call her out. She said a testimony. I want somebody to come and read that testimony to me. About honoring. Tell somebody honor. Me, I'm one person. I honor pastors like something. All right. Thank you, Papa, for the opportunity. Papa, good day, please. The boy is sharing a testimony. Uh -huh. Before I bought the tire to you, I said a now, prayer. My tire, car tire got best. And I, I, by then I was waiting. I said, oh, Charlie, I need to get a tire. I said, oh, Papa, my father sells tires. At the point, even the father sells helicopter. On mobile auto helicopter, okay, yeah, spare parts, yeah. So I was shocked. I said, hey, at the point, spare tire, okay, I said, okay. And she called the dad. Uh -huh. So now this is the testimony after the dad decided. And she called the dad. Dad, I will not be so man. Like, we should bless him with it. I didn't even bless them all. You see, it is two ways. Whenever you honor a pastor, eh, he can pray for you or his God will bless you. He doesn't need, even need to even speak a word. Uh -huh. Read it. Before I brought the tab to you, I said a prayer that may God help my father sell his spare parts she so fast. She said, uh, Pray. Uh-huh. And since that time till today, since that time they decided to honor me with one spare tie. It's just dawned on me that people will be buying the spare parts without, without credit, but on cash. And I was there, and someone bought four spare parts for about a, an amount of twenty thousand Ghana cedis cash. Say honor your prophet. Yes, your pastor should look nice. He is not depending on you to look nice, but wisdom should tell you that he should look nice. When it was my father's birthday, I bought him a cow. I bought him a cow. His birthday will be in October this year. I've already planned. He knows what I'm going to do for him. I plan ahead. I don't wait for him to get there before I say, oh. Then I mean, I'm boss. I'm pastor. I'm boss, sir. Honor them well. You see, now, one day, a man of God taught me something, and I'll never forget. Do you know what he told me? He said, anytime you're honoring people, honor them in a way that they will never forget. That's the power of honor. Honor people in a way that it leaves a mark in their heart that when they go on their knees, your name will pop up in their mouth. That's the power of honor. I see God teaching you how to honor. Amen. And the last point when it comes to giving is sacrifices. There is power in sacrifice. Hallelujah. Now, to sacrifice simply means to give up something that is very precious to you. And there are two examples here. David said, I will never give to the Lord that which that does not cost me. Now, to sacrifice me, to give something that really cost you. You realize that, for instance, this I believe is dear to my heart. But God can tell him to give it out to him. And it's sacrifice. Sacrifice simply means moving out of your comfort zone. Now, some students can sacrifice. How do they sacrifice? You realize they really want to sleep. But because of exams, you put your leg in the bucket. And you are studying. You will order. Back at one or that more. Tell somebody sacrifice. Now let me give you a certain scripture. Second Kings chapter 3, verse 27. Do you know that in the Bible, a man killed his first son and it overturned something? Hello? Now, this is one of the things that brought salvation to the world. God killed Jesus. And that sacrifice brought salvation. Sacrifice has the power to bring salvation to the world. If your business is done, you try all these things, you honor your pastor, your parents, and it's not working, you're tight. Try sacrifice, it will work. That's the last card. Hallelujah. Now, so he took his oldest son. Can you read it for me? Second Kings chapter 3, verse 26 to 27. So the king of Moab saw that he was losing the battle, and he left 700 of his warriors. Verse 26. When the king of Moab saw that he was losing the battle, he led 700 of his warrior fighters. Now listen to the power of sacrifice. Huh? And in desperate attempt to break through the enemy's line. And the king of Edom decided to flee away. Verse 27. So he took his eldest son, who was supposed to be the next king. And sacrificed was supposed to be a king, and he killed him so that he would win a battle. Some battles are only won on the platform of sacrifice. Any individual who learns how to sacrifice, even in the witchcraft camp, I've been for camp, they sacrifice. Sacrifice for the sacrifice. How do you want to change your level? Change by sacrifice. Last two points before we pray. How do you reap your harvest when you give? It is painful to work and give without any resource. 
Not every work produces harvest, and not every harvest produces um, harvest. Now, imagine getting money, sowing it, and you don't even get the resource you wanted. Now, how can you get a resource? Number one, you must work. When you give, it doesn't give you the lances to sleep. Giving does not mean go and sleep. But when you give, you must give God a reason to bless you. Am I talking to somebody? Now, look at this. When you work, God releases blessings to you through the work of your hands. Hallelujah. There must be something you are doing with your hands for God to bless. A small business, something. So that when you give, God can release a blessing on that. Maybe you are selling sandals, something. You cannot just, just give and say, I'm giving, I'm going to sleep. You must give and work. Hallelujah. Every giver must be a worker. And every worker must be a diligent giver. Don't give and go and sleep. Give and go and work. Amen. Oh, amen. If you give and you do not work, you cannot prosper. Giving does not exempt you from working. No one prospers by chance. God expects you to invest your time, your energy, your resources into something. So that when you give your tithe, a blessing can come on a business idea or something. And I see God blessing some businesses here. Number two point. When you start working, don't complain. Praise God. You may give, but the money may not come, the blessing may not come at that particular time. But in the midst of when you give, don't complain. Praise God instead of complaining, and your life will never be the same. Amen. Can we rise on our feet? We want to pray for the next five minutes. What do you think? Lift, open your feet and let's pray. Say, Father, as I lift up my hands and begin to pray, let the heavens be open over me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice, please. Lift up your voice. Shatata Brata Rakapala Rashapal Rapapanda Brashandala Rakapapa Rapada Rataka Penda Shapala. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice in prayer. <laughs> Another, 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 another
God bless you for listening to this message. May your life never be the same as you have connected to the word of God through his servant, Pastor Charles Inyaba. Connect with the man of God on Facebook and Instagram at Inyaba Charles.